Welcome back to the Encounter Radio Show with Bill Reeser on 99.1 FM Life Changing Radio, WJMM. We're so grateful that you've joined us, that you do each and every morning here on this radio station. And for more information about Encounter, please go to thehopeencounter.org or email me at bill at thehopeencounter.org. It's, we're approaching Christmas season, and it's a hard season for many. You know, Joy to the World is not just the song that we all sing. It just really gets to be a tough time for people. That's why we're doing a Christmas series at Encounter. I hope you'll join us at 1301 Brandon Road every Friday night. Free dinner at 530, service at 630. Again, for more information, please email me at bill at thehopeencounter.org. Well, every once in a while, I get the opportunity to have some guests on the show. And this week is no different, but these are not ordinary guests. These are two dear, dear friends of mine that their lives have been transformed by the power of God. Both of them were in need of two things, hope and grace. And hope and grace has transformed their lives personally and has healed their marriage. And now they're on the front lines as two of my best leaders from Encounter. You always hear me talking about two things, the Encounter Ministry, the Anchors of Hope, and the Bible Study. Well, both of them now lead the Encounter Bible Study. Now they're helping other couples work through some hard things. And I'm just so grateful for Vance and Sherry Simpson uh, that are with us today. Vance and Sherry, why don't you say hello to our listeners? Hello, my name is Sherry. Hey, Bill. Hey, listeners. This is Vance. Uh, I'm glad to be here. Well, one of the things I think of when I think about you guys, especially you, Vance, is that uh, the scripture is an Old Testament scripture in Ezekiel 36, 25 through 28, which says, Then I'll take out your stony heart of sin, and I'll replace it with a new heart, with new and right desires. And then I'll put my spirit in you, and then you'll be able to obey all of my commands. Well, Vance, why don't we start out with sharing a little bit about your story uh, about how God changed and healed your heart in literally more ways than one. <laughs> yeah, absolutely he did, yeah. Um, actually, if we go back, I mean, if you go back, of course, um, for years I had, I had been out of church for probably about 25 plus years. And then uh, back in 2008, I, I got sick, thought I had the flu, um, you know, just to cut to the chase, wound up having a uh, thing called myocarditis. And uh, that was in December of 2008, and actually I flatlined on twice. Um, that night in the, in the hospital and stuff like that. Well, anyhow, uh, from that point on, I, I, I had heart issues. You know, I was, I was left with some heart damage, uh, some problems there. We spent a couple of years trying to get it straightened out, and then two years later, and we thought it would come back, only to find out this time it would come back in a little bit different way, and uh, they found a hole in my heart. Um, and, and just to make a long story short, the progression there was, was... There was nothing they said they could do. Uh, I had so much damage. I had the hole in my heart. I had some things like that. But the thing is, if you go back to 2008, and I guess this, this is talking about where God changes your heart. If you would have asked me in December 2008, are you going to heaven? You know what? I told you yes. But uh, I was wrong. I was wrong. I was a liar. Uh, I was living a life I shouldn't have been. I was living a major life of sin. So that next morning in 2008, I actually told the Lord, I said, you give me another chance, and Lord, I'm going to live for you. So, you know, I thought I was. The next two years, like I said, it comes along, December 2010, it comes back. It's a little bit different thing that I had with my heart. Fast forward into uh, 2011, I started having uh, blood clots, stuff going through, my, through my, the hole in my heart. It started going to my brain. I started having strokes and things like that. 
by um, September, late August, September of 2011, uh, I was given about six to eight weeks to live. Um, it progressed so bad, there was nothing to do. They had that heart transplant list. And really, it's just they, uh, they couldn't do any surgery because I was too weak and had all these problems going on with my heart. But you know, I went on a men's retreat with our church that my wife was pushing me to go. Um, you know, I've always been pretty stubborn, uh, which I have learned after that. To, she has a little bit more wisdom than me. But I will say that um, she finally she convinced me to go on this men's retreat. And I didn't really want to go because, like I said, I only had a couple months. The doctors had told me everything was going real bad. And, you know, I didn't want to spend it with a bunch of guys. I went on that men's retreat, and um, she had told me. She said, if you go on that men's retreat, we're going to get him. And I was like, wow, you know. Sounds pretty cool. But I didn't really know if I believed in healing. I heard other people got healed, but I didn't know if I was going to. So I went on the retreat, and I was actually prayed over on uh, that morning. And whenever I was there sitting, there was, there was a man that came and prayed over me that morning, Stephen Johnson. He said, um, he played Healing Rain by Michael W. Smith. He said, what I'm going to do this morning, he said, I'm, I'm going to play this song for you guys and dance. I want you to open your heart, open your mind, open your soul, and let God come in and heal you. You know, I was sitting on a uh, floating house in Green River Marina. I mean, it was a men's retreat. And he hadn't even spoken anything about healing. And he started praying this over me while he was playing Healing Rain in the background. And I went somewhere else. I went to somewhere. I felt it. Um, I felt it was like it was raining. It was beautiful. There was a beautiful wheat field in front of me. Wind was blowing. Rain was coming down. I could smell it, hear it, feel it. Sun was shining. It was just like this beautiful, beautiful utopia of a place I was in. And I felt like I was there for a while, and all of a sudden, bam, I just kind of came out of it. Um, when I came back to, you know, when I say came back to, I noticed the song was still playing, and uh, Stephen got up, and I looked around, and, you know, you got to think, I was having, uh, like, stroke symptoms. I was having trouble with speech. I was having trouble writing. I was having trouble with all these things that people have with strokes. And I noticed my vision was clear. So I kind of took my ink pen and wrote something down real quick. I said, oh, my gosh, I can write. What's going on? So immediately, I'm kind of sitting there thinking, I, I don't know what just happened, but something just happened. So as soon as they got done talking, I kind of got up and I walked fine. I went straight back over to my other house and I called my wife and I said, I think I just got here. Well, she was at a, uh, she was at a, 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 a thing at another church. They were doing something with that church, vocal thing. Voice lessons. Something. Yeah, voice lessons. And uh, she just broke right there. So. Couldn't wait till I get home. Um, I know I'm fast forwarding through this a whole lot, but I couldn't wait till I got home pretty much that evening or that next day. And um, the doctor started doing tests on me. And before, you got to think, I only had about 35% heart function. My triglycerides were in the 900s. I was a diabetic. I uh, had rheumatoid arthritis. Uh, like I say, I had a hole in my heart, had a lot of damage to the left side of my heart, the left ventricle. I was born with that. With that heart murmur. By the about two weeks later, they did all these tests, and I had absolutely no heart. I had actually what the doctors claimed it was the heart of a twenty. Um, anything that was there before was gone. My triglycerides were perfect. My arthritis was gone. My diabetes was gone, and believe it or not, the Lord even changed my blood type. Um, Tell our listeners how we did that. I mean. That that's when someone. If I'm listening to this, I'm saying, "How in the world?" Uh, that, I mean, that, that if there's a modern day miracle, that would be it. How we change the blood type. 
Absolutely is. I mean, and, and the thing is, I had no blood transfusions. Um, I had no no. I didn't, the heart transplant I had was from the Holy Spirit. God gave me a new heart. But when He did, He changed my blood type. I was actually AB before, and I'm O negative afterwards. Um, and even when I was talking to my mom, it was kind of funny. You know, a few years back, I was talking to mom, and I told her my blood type. She goes, "That's not your blood type." I was like, "Oh, it is now." It is kind of cool, you know. But uh, he, he totally, he changed me in such a way that he even changed my blood type. Um, my doctor, there was, there was no medical reason for what I had. Mm -hmm. uh, and my doctor even told me that, you know, but there was something he had told me. I remember back in 2008, whenever I got sick, uh, and I was there in the hospital room that next morning in December. And he looked at me, he said, you know, you've got a uh, medical issue that nobody on this earth can Healed or cured, and he pointed up to the to the ceiling in the hospital room. He said, "If you're going to be healed, you're going to have to look for it." And uh, you know, and, and that was that was from a doctor, which was pretty cool. You know, a doctor. Or something. But I know whenever he told me, he said, um, he told me again in, in 2011. He said, "Sometimes God doesn't always pluck a drowning man from the ocean. Sometimes He sends a rowboat, a lifeboat, to get you to shore." And he said, you know, after I was healed, he said, looks like you got the shore. So he was right. God didn't send that rowboat straight out to me. He let me float for a long time. He let me learn stuff. He let me figure stuff out. Good or bad, he let me figure it out. But um, then when he decided to get me to shore, God completely healed me. He gave me a brand new heart, gave me a new blood type, uh, restored me better than I had ever been. Uh, and just absolutely just, just performed a miracle right there in my life. So God, God really God's a good God. When you were at Green River uh, for that retreat, when they prayed over you, and you woke up the next morning, and you knew you knew something transpired, you felt differently. Uh, and then between that moment and maybe even two weeks later, when you got the report from the doctors that they really couldn't explain how all this could have happened, but God changed your blood type, gave you a heart transplant. Is there anything that you, you sort of told God or uh, made a commitment, say, you know, if you heal me, I'll do this or. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, the thing is, as we had said, you know, I turned 40 that year. That's, yeah. That was the year I turned 40. And it, I was healed one week to the day before I turned 40. And we had said about a month or two earlier, my wife and I, we said, you know, if I could just make it till I'm 40. If mm. I could just make it till I'm 40. Little did I know he was going to make sure I made it past 40. But whenever, I, in, in 2008, what I did is I told the Lord, I said, Father, you know, you've given me a second chance. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go all out for you. Um, and, and, you know, which I'll share a little bit later with some of this, but, but I thought I was. I really thought I was. But I did tell him I would go all out for him. And, uh, but it's like the, the week I was healed, a week later, I turned 40. And that morning, we stepped outside. It did not rain. It did not done anything. We looked out, saw the most beautiful rainbow in the sky. Mm -hmm. The morning, that's like 40 years old. One week after I was here. And we said, wow, you know, this is like the covenant. Well, what would you say to someone listening? Uh, we, we have a ton of listeners that love listening to the Encounter Radio Show. What would you say to someone that says, ah, you know, I'm not sure about healing i'm not sure you know does god still do miracles like i read in the bible what what would you say what would you how would you encourage that person 
I would tell you that you're in the same boat that I was back in 2010, 2011. And um, if you'd asked me back then, does God heal? I'd say, oh, sure, whatever. You know, I'd tell you something, make you feel good, whatever. I'm going to tell you right now, I am a firm believer in the Holy Spirit still exists. Healing still happens to this day. I don't care what anybody says. There's no medical reason, no nothing other than the Holy Spirit working in my life. That's it. Nothing is impossible for God. Absolutely. Now, how God heals and why he heals and why he heals some people and others, I believe some of those answers aren't going to be answered this side of heaven uh, because no one can explain the ways of God, the thoughts of God. And if I look at the teachings and all the miracles that Jesus did as he walked three and a half years on planet Earth where he left his powers in heaven but still did miracles, every healing was different. Every encounter was different. And that's the wonderful thing about walking with Jesus is that everything's a mystery. But as long as there's faith, as long as there's hope, as long as there's a belief system that, God, you are you are God and you can do what, what you say you can do, and uh, and nothing is impossible for you. And God sort of specializes in impossible odds, and he, and he did that for you. Uh, one last word of encouragement for someone listening. Uh, they may find hope in maybe they're struggling with an illness today, and it's, grown, it's going on for a long time. What would you say to them? I would say uh, it's not giving up. Have the faith with not even seeing something. It's not tangible to touch, but just to believe and not let the enemy come in and take your doubt, you know, to stand firm and to stand still. That's a good word. You're going to be talking more about that in the upcoming show. Yeah. We're going to have Vance and Sherry on all week. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Encounter Radio Show. Tune in tomorrow for part two of my interview with Vance and Sherry. God bless you, and thanks again for listening to the Encounter Radio Show.